Welcome to the Outdoor Chronicles podcast. I'm your host, Joey Gremlin, an Air Force veteran who loves the outdoors. On this weekly podcast, we talk about kayak fishing and camping in the hopes of encouraging you to get outside and do the same, because life is better outside. Nick is back. Welcome back, brother. How are you? Thank you, brother. I'm good, man. It feels good to be on here, I'll tell you what. And I saw I missed a lot, too. It was Uh, busy. It was busy when you were gone, but that's okay. We had some good fill-ins. Yes. One of which was Drew Turner from the Paddler's Playbook. Uh, He did an amazing job. Loved having him on and finding out what's going on with the whole uh, the Redfish Network and Paddler's Playbook and the Empty Stringers podcast. That was fun, but it's Really fun to have you back and really good oh, to have I you back. I appreciate it, man. I know you're missing my sarcasm. <laughs> is, is one question for you. Huh. Is your Christmas tree up? Yes, it's been up. What's and your rule of thumb on the Christmas tree? Does it go up before Thanksgiving, after no, Thanksgiving? No, no. I will hurt December. I will hurt everyone in my house if they put that tree up before Thanksgiving. <laughs> tree up right after Thanksgiving. Right, because the kids can't wait to have it up, and that little elf on the shelf thing or whatever shows up and moves around every freaking night. You got to wake up in the middle of the night too. Oh my god, I forgot to move it. <laughs> oh my god, I hope my daughter's not listening. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking around, <laughs> oh not, and then I remember my kids don't. Yeah, they don't. Santa, they don't participate in that stuff anymore. Santa's real. Yeah, absolutely, you got to so believe I, to receive. Oh, and by the way, mentioning Santa, I have my little three foot inflatable Santa sitting in front of my door outside, plugged in and bloated. Nice, and two wreaths outside on the on the window too. So, yeah, the light the lights will come up. Got to get Good. new ones. We just got the lights up this past weekend. Sandy yeah. and I and my eldest daughter Abby, we put them up. Nice. Um, yeah, first time putting them up in this house. We've been in this house for about a year and a half. So, yeah. able to get those up. Um, I you went out on the water this this morning, oh, and we're gonna man. we're gonna get to that. I want to get to that. I was supposed to go with you, but because we have we're we're putting in a pool in the backyard um, in December. Sweet. We're putting in a pool, and it is actually like the perfect time to put in a pool if you're gonna do it. Um, number one, we feel super blessed to be able to put in a pool. And number two, oh. we're in very enthusiastic that from the time they dig to the time it's completed and ready to swim, it's about a four week process, which blew me away. I could not believe four it's weeks. Amazing what these pool. guys can do. I know. I know. So I'll give a uh, little tiny updates on how the pool's coming along each week. Um, but yeah, so let's get into real quick, uh, for, for those that are watching, I know some of you. Uh, our, our listeners only, you listen while you commute to and from work. Uh, but for those that watch, we put a little code at the bottom and we just, we have a little banner there. It's OCP-15. You get to use that code to get 15% off at line cutters uh, and at egret baits, uh, which is where you can find all of your voodoo products. And to talk about voodoo, um, the hot mullet, when we were in the last Heroes on the Water event. Yeah. Got to get on the water. I was very excited and a little nervous about using this hot mullet. I'm like, I'm transitioning from the mambo to the hot mullet. You weren't confident yet. You weren't confident in that. Right, right. I mean, I, I loved everything about it because it, it does look kind of similar to the mullet, bec- uh, to the mambo, because when you wiggle yeah. it, it has those little 
uh, jagged edges that right, cuts through right. the water. And like little vertebrae, that, like little vertebrae. Yeah, it gives it yeah. that little motion that goes through the water. And so I was kind of playing with it uh, on the water, seeing how it moves as I was heading out. And uh, this was at the Heroes on the Water event. So first things first, we had a great Heroes on the Water event. And after Sandy and I got through going to visit with the various teams out there, the fishing guides and the veterans, I said, hey, babe, let's let's go over here to the marsh and let's you know get a lure wet and see what we can do. And she had the mambo. And I had the hot mullet. So I was very curious what was going to happen. And it was a success, man. Only 20 minutes of throwing this hot mullet hooked up with a 23-inch speckled trout. So happy to be able to do that. It was like, wow, "Wow, this thing works. And it really gave me a lot of confidence in it. Yeah. And then it wasn't but 20 minutes, 15, 20 minutes later, Sandy on the Voodoo Mambo hooks up with her very first fish while kayak fishing. And it was a 20 and a quarter inch redfish. Congrats. Yeah. So happy. Oh, that that is awesome. Well, she had kind of said, you know, well, maybe like, I love coming out here with you, but I don't think that I'm doing it right or something. And I was (laughs) like, you're doing fine. It just takes repetition and keep getting that lure wet. Like keep throwing it out there. And she hooked up with a 20 and a quarter inch redfish. Mm -hmm. So we were super happy that we both caught them. I was, you know, kind of equally enthused that I got the hot mullet. I got a fish on it right away yeah. because um, then I can, you know, talk about it and say, yes, this thing works. Is um, is she like one of those pool sharks that say, I don't know how to play pool, but, and then all of a sudden just <laughs> destroys you, just kills you out on the water. <laughs> well, she did great. I mean, she That's did awesome. great. And That's awesome. yeah, I mean, I mean, her general concept of going out there kayak fishing is just to spend time with me. And yeah. it is for me yeah. as well, but I would like to haul in some fish. So, yeah, absolutely, man. Uh, but anyway, as yeah, so use the code OCP-15 at our brand new sponsor, linecutters.com. And you hey. can also use that same code at Egret Baits. I'll tell uh, you what, I yeah. wasn't around when you announced it, but big, huge, massive shout out to Vance. That yeah. guy is, I don't care if he was on... Uh, what show he was on or what he's he was doing. on shark tank he was on shark, 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 tank. shark tank they shark loved tank. his idea they he, took it they ran with it absolutely yeah. absolutely that guy is 100 percent. by the way i'm not ambassador for line cutters another i buy my stuff from that guy he mm-hmm. he still charges me by the way <laughs> he is one of the most genuine people you will ever meet in your life you don't believe me go to line cutters if he's there and go meet him the guys a guy huge yeah. family guy Thank you, Vance, for uh, sponsoring us. That That's huge. Appreciate that. Yeah, absolutely. And you and I, we need to coordinate possibly doing a podcast at his store, uh, Kerry Beeson with the Salty Yak podcast, Salty Yak Outdoors podcast. He's actually already done a podcast oh, yeah. there at the store, right. which was awesome. Yeah. But I think that you and I could get into a regular schedule of going there touring the store uh maybe pointing out some things that you and i as kayak fishermen find very interesting yeah uh, and then just doing the podcast there maybe once a quarter what do you think i will i will only do it if vance brings his boudin sausage and then <laughs> he he has his boudin sausage i don't know where he got it from last time i was at a shop he gave me some it was phenomenal so vance bring bring the sausage and i'm there <laughs> bring the sausage bring the sausage i just yeah. got back from new york so it's my uh my little Accent thickened up a little bit in the there bar. There you go. 
Yeah. There you go. Okay. Big so shout we- out to Dominic's on North Avenue, the best Italian <laughs> food on North Avenue. <laughs> Charlie, Charlie, thank you, Charlie. <laughs> I had to, Joe. I had to. I had oh, to. that's fine. That's yeah. fine. Uh, and just real, yeah. And just real quick, if you guys like coffee, uh, H minus coffee, their, oh, their yeah. logo is down at the bottom here. And thanks to Drew for setting up these, uh, uh, these graphics. He, Drew from Peddler's Playbook, uh, very helpful. You know, we kind of consider ourselves, you know, brothers here. He has his own yeah. podcast and yes, has his own Redfish Network, and he has the Empty Stringers uh, podcast, a part of that. Uh, but he's always willing to come on and also give a helping hand. And he's kind of helped me out with some of the yeah. logistics with regard to podcasting. But let's get into your time on the water. Let's 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 hear. You got out for the very first time in a long time. About a, almost two months. It seems like it was about two months, maybe a month and a half, two months. Uh, got up this morning. I think sunrise was seven. I got there about seven forty-five. Loaded up quick because you know me. I'm a I'm a minimalist, right? So everything mm-hmm. goes on, and I'm on the water. Uh, wind was blowing about seven eight. It wasn't bad. A lot of cover over there where I was. I'm just paddling. I'm just pedaling because I'm in my Hobie links, and I don't care. I'm just going. If I run into a black drum or red or so, I'm just gonna make the cast because I was fly fishing as usual. And I'm just paddling, uh, pedaling, pedaling, pedaling around and just keep going. I was like, you know what? Let me go over here. Let me. And I just went with my gut. Now, I went to this one part of the marsh. Once I got into this open area, there were hundreds of birds. Ibis, spoonbill, egrets, big ones, small ones, pelicans, ospreys, sea. Whatever bird you can imagine that lives out there was in this area and I felt like I was in the movie birds actually for a moment. I got kind of scared. <laughs> I put my I put my hood on. <laughs> but there was so many birds and they're just working the banks, just going around. There was a lot flying overhead too. There was a lot of bait fish. Didn't see any shrimp, Joey. I didn't see any shrimp, which I was shocked. I guess this time of year, I think you had mentioned once before, um, you heard somewhere that the shrimp go out, but there was no shrimp. A lot of a lot of bait fish. And uh, so, yeah, so finger, just, mullet, finger mullet, finger mullet, mullet. Yeah. yeah, finger mullet. There was, there, there, and, and surprisingly, there wasn't a load of bait, there wasn't like tons of big mullet, it was just really small fish. Mm-hmm. And uh, just keep going and paddling around, enjoying the birds, watching the pink spoonbills, just going around, calling what, what do they call those Texas flamingos? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think that's what they call them. Anyway, finally, I get up, and oh, I forgot to mention. When I launched, the water was dumping out so fast. It was almost like you were in a river. I was I was pedaling extra hard just trying to get through that current. And but that's it rare. was that's huh? rare for that spot, right? That's that's kind of uh, rare. It, it 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 is kind of rare. The way was literally dumping out. Mm-hmm. Um, I went out at seven, and I was back in my truck at ten. By the time I got back, that water had gone down even more it was just it kept going now the paddle back was great because i was just going with the current right mm-hmm. do i say pedal or paddle yeah i'm pedaling the whole freaking yeah, you're time. pedaling yeah, yeah you I said pedal, pedal pedal so i, I want to make sure i, I want to be accurate i want people to think i'm lying mm-hmm. if i was using a paddle or a no, pedal no. no but anyway uh i got into some air the water was real dirty by the way super dirty real started, murky yeah real murky i started seeing some movement and a uh, little bit of movement to my front and then two to the left. And uh, I said, let me get at that one in the front. That These redfish were so spooky this morning. I haven't seen them that spooky in a long time because when you and I went out, 
They were just like, here, throw your <laughs> throw your bait at me and I'll eat it. They yeah. were super spooky this morning, really spooky. And I think, in my opinion, it had to do possibly with the birds. If anyone knows why these redfish are possibly spooky, comment below on YouTube or any of the social media platforms. Comment why you think those redfish were super spooky. It had maybe to do with the low water. I think every time those birds flew over, bait fish just jumped in every direction. So I'm thinking it had to do with the hundreds of birds that were out there. So finally, after about five attempts at some redfish refusals, I took my black and purple scimitar uh, bait fish and I grabbed my other uh, fiberglass rod with a shrimp, tan and white. I saw this big redfish tailing cast at him. And as I'm ticking it and stripping my fly, he was just flowing over it, rounded, just trying to wrangle this shrimp and finally just pinned it and grabbed it. And I was like, finally, after those five redfish, I got one. Fought him for a few minutes. He -hmm. put up a great fight. You know, went down on the drag, Mm -hmm. got him in the net, kept him in the net for a while, took some video pictures and let him catch his breath. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, you guys can go to my uh, Instagram, Nick Fly Fishing, and see the reel I just posted a couple hours ago. But anyway, yeah, that's Nick underscore Fly, fly underscore, underscore Fishing on fishing. Instagram. Yeah, that was that was a good shot you got. I loved it. Yeah, I, well, I was trying, you know, and that mm-hmm. that one video of me putting by my camera, I had the camera in my vest and uh, trying to get a good shot. But anyway, after that fish, I looked around a little bit, maybe for another ten minutes. I'll, I'm going to be one and done, finish my morning, and I started heading back. But I was watching the birds, Joey. They were absolutely stunning, just beautiful watching them. It was a great morning. Yeah, some it, it's weird because sometimes, you know, we talk about the all the benefits of going kayak fishing. And I try my best to capture, like, all of the various species of uh, birds that we see out there on my on my phone or on my GoPro, because uh, it's just kind of majestic to watch, like what yeah. they're doing in their environment. Um, that's their home. Uh, just seeing them, and it's like I see a different type of bird almost every time I go out. Yeah, I, I don't have a good um, report to give you on the book that I got, uh, the Matagorda Island book. Um, and it's in fairly close proximity to where we fish. It's probably, I don't know, uh, uh an hour away, maybe an hour and a half away yeah, from yeah. where we fish, but I'm sure the conditions are very, very similar. So that's why I got that book because I wanted to learn about more about the various things that go on, the various wildlife that you'll see, the various, yeah, yeah. all of that stuff. Uh, I really haven't had a chance to get back to that book. Been so busy. I know why. Um, Can I why? say? Can I? Yeah. Can, can, I want to take a crack at it because you're act, you're trying to act like Clark Griswold, looking out that window, <laughs> fantasizing about that pool being done and jumping in the water. Everyone knows that damn scene. I ain't gonna explain it. <laughs> you know, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. Christmas. I watch it a hundred times. Yeah. And with I, my I, last name being Grimland. Oh I, my! Back when God, I was man. in the military, all of my friends used to call me Griswold. It was hilarious. You know, like Clark. If I Griswold. if I call you Clark, <laughs> it's because I did it on purpose. <laughs> Look, kids, Big Ben. <laughs> hey. Oh my God! Hey. Oh my God! So where do we go from here? Um, yeah. So, so anyway, hey. you didn't get to the book. You didn't get to the book. Yeah, yeah. So I haven't got to 
back to the book yet. I think I've yeah. read like one out of 34 chapters. So, um, but I will continue to read that. And if I yeah. find interesting nuggets on there that would relate to anybody that I think that our listeners uh, would like to hear, then obviously um, yeah. I'll relay that with regard to the scimitar shrimp that you're talking about. Uh-huh. You, uh, and I'm sorry, cause we didn't really prep for this, but do you have any on hand that you can kind of show up close or are they way out uh, in the garage or in the truck or if you gave me, 30 seconds. Go. I'll go grab them. Hold on. Do it. Do it. And and I'll explain why. Go Talk ahead. to everybody go while I'm gone. Yeah. Talk amongst yourselves. Here's a topic. <laughs> so, uh, you know, on this podcast, uh, Outdoor Chronicles podcast, uh, Nick and I like to have a lot of fun. It is kind of campfire talk, if you will. But it's also kind of like educational. We want to show you guys what works for us while we're on the water and uh, by by asking Nick, by asking Nick uh, to go get that, we want to see exactly what you know. Yeah. Put it up close, up front. This is what I was throwing, and uh, just let you you know you hear about. Oh, look at that! You got a ton this, of stuff in that box it, there. The only flies I take on the water are uh, John Woods Scimitar series. If anyone knows and you fish me, Joe, and you know this. I have no other flies but these flies, and I've been using them for years. I actually helped John develop this. I was like the test dummy on the water (laughs) and uh, helped John develop this fly. And I tell you what, exclusively, if I tell you, this is the only fly I use exclusively on the marsh. So this is the scimitar shrimp, okay? It's virtually weedless. You'll probably hang up uh, grass on your knot before you hang up on this on this fly. So um, as you can see where the hook rides here, mm-hmm. anything that goes over it. But when that fish hits, I can't see what I'm doing, Joey. Okay, you're good. Yeah, there I you go. It. The hook pops out. So what, what kind yeah. of... Uh, so this is the is scimitar that, what shrimp. Kind of hair, what kind of hair is that? Do you know what kind of hair that is? Is that horse hair? What? What is that? That's a that's a secret. <laughs> you will have to find out from John Wood. That was a long delay. <laughs> it's uh, you know what? I'll be honest. Yeah, that was a big delay. Uh, <laughs> to be honest, he, him, and I have gone over this a million times about what fiber and stuff he used on this on this bait fish. And don't mind that curl because it's been sitting in the box, but. This hey, by the way, I forgot to mention if this fly gets all kinked up and nasty like this, right? Just all mm-hmm. nasty, mm-hmm. you put it in the water and it takes its natural shape immediately. Okay. So this is this is John doesn't like me call it the bait fish pattern, but for this show, I'm gonna call it the bait fish, right? And now this those, comes in many colors, chartreuse, now, purple, black. Now, real quick, as a person who does not fly fish. Right. I have heard that there are flies that have eyes and there are flies that don't have eyes. Is that Correct. a distinction between two different types? Y- yes. So the okay. one I just showed you with the eyes is mm-hmm. basically, if anyone knows, fish attack the eyes on uh, their prey. They just go for the eyes. Mm-hmm. That's what I read and been told. So these, these, I mean, these eyes are really big, by the way. Yeah, they are. Um, yeah. This is, uh, I've actually hooked a tarpon on this particular, not this actual fly, but this pattern. Redfish, bluefish, whatever, it doesn't matter. These flies are, I'm not going to use anything else. That's all I'm going to say. Hey, can I ask a question? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, so for let's say you're an entry level mm-hmm. fly fisherman, you want to purchase those particular flies. Number right. one, how much are they? And number two, where can the person purchase them from? So, real quick, John Wood, for those who don't know who he is, he is a writer photographer for various magazines that have to do with fly fishing. Uh, one of them is American Fly Fishing Magazine, magazine, which used to be Southwest, Northwest. There was a few of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, fly Tire, etc. cetera. Um, he is a sig- signature tire for Umpqua. And if you know Umpqua, they have the one of the best quality hooks, materials. I mean, they make amazing flies. So he's a signature tire, and his flies are famous. These are getting famous. So to get this fly, price-wise, that would be something to discuss with John Wood if you get a hold of him. Okay. Yeah, because uh, prices vary, right? So, um, and if you're interested, you can get a hold of John Wood at J. Wood Fly Fishing uh, on Instagram. Again, that's J. Wood Fly Fishing. Uh, this is the boogie crab, which I helped him develop as well. And all these flies I just showed you, they're all weedless, okay? And the redfish black drum will annihilate this fly. Comes in multiple colors. I have loads of colors. There's a lot going on there with that one that you just showed. Oh, many different colors. Strings hanging off. Yeah, legs. uh, There's. I got some with barred legs. Different light color. I have them tie me something that I know these fish will eat out in the Texas coast and anywhere else. Keep talking. I'm gonna grab my uh, hot mullet. Get that hot mullet, baby. <laughs> See, now he's getting jealous, guys. He has to go get his stuff and try to outdo me. This is what Joey does all the time. Oh, and and by the time he gets back, this is another uh, type. Of, it's not a prototype. It's almost done. But uh, this is a, a scimitar uh, bait fish type of pattern that floats up towards the top of the water where you know redfish are sometimes feeding up at the top. Uh, it goes just below the surface, but this one's still in the works. I shouldn't even showed you that. John's going to be so pissed off at me. It's unbelievable. Love you, John. Don't okay. worry about what. Don't worry about what I said. <laughs> so I so just I, put my headset back on. Yeah. Where, so where anyway, uh, I was just explaining to people. I showed them another uh, variation of a fly that John's developing now. It's it's more of a uh, high riding uh, scimitar bait fish go towards the surface so he's trying to he's still in development i don't think i was supposed to show that fly but again john don't hate me baby (laughs) don't hate me baby so anyway again more scimitars scimitars in a box but all i take to the coast that's the only fly i take to the coast how many flies do you think you own oh dude i have been the past week tying uh for the guadalupe river Uh, for those who know i'm a big Euro tight line uh, trout river fisherman. That was actually my first passion. Well, actually, first passion was bass and whatever else. But uh, and I'm tying little flies, probably the size of a grain of rice, maybe half of that size 22, 24s, or 26s. Little tiny bugs, little midges. So with those flies and these flies, it's probably I would say it's probably a thousand. I I don't want to show you my boxes. I gave flies away, and I still have. Yeah, I did. Okay, and so yeah. there's that number, and then here's my number. 
Okay. This is how many voodoo hot mullet I have. <laughs> I have this one. This is the one I have. Put it in a frame and it's don't the, it's, touch it. <laughs> it's the only one I have. Yeah, yeah. And I uh, just want to show you how it's developed and made. And, you know, this kind of, this kind of goes to why um, I really like this brand. Of course, yeah. this is conventional fishing, right? I'm using right. a... Right. A spinning, a spinning rod and reel. And I'm using this and, um, with the hook on top, but the reason yeah. I don't go buy 25, 30 of these, because I will use this as long as I retie because fish will bite this line here. Yeah. Fish will bite this line. And so I'll retie before I go out or sometimes after a really hard fight with a fish and I will use the same lure the exact same lure, yeah. I will use it for two, three months. So um, I probably should go ahead and purchase some just for when I lose this. And the only reason I'm going to lose this is because I forgot to retie. You you better put a 100-pound test on thing. Could I emphasize on something I totally forgot about John yeah, Wood's sure. Cemetery Series? Yeah, go ahead. Like I mentioned, John Wood is a... Per, uh, signature tire for Umqua. This scimitar shrimp right here that you see, I have caught probably 100 redfish over the past probably three years on this exact shrimp right here. Talk about, Joey, you, it's hard to find quality flies. I mean, I'm, I'm not even joking. You go buy stuff online. I lost permit in mexico because i bought some cheap flies trying to save a buck which was the dumbest thing ever i've been fly fishing for 20 something years i will never do it again i have john i send john what i want he ties it for it but anyway this fly for three years over probably over 100 redfish and look at that thing yeah i need to put a little glue here whatever mm -hmm. that that thing is still intact still catching mm -hmm. fish over and over and over. And it's it's rare that a fly will do that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He puts a lot of heart and love into his tying. Nice. Hey, you know what I put a, a, a lot of time into recently? What's sitting behind well, me? Looking at your pool out the window? Looking yeah. out the pool? Looking well, at your pool? Okay, out yes. Guilty that too. But <laughs> what is sitting I, behind me? I, I see the, the rack with yeah, the two lynxes so, on it, man. So I got this. Uh, I didn't tell you I was going to do this. We're just kind of ad hoc doing this. Yeah, so this, we're, we're, we're just... This trailer right here, um, the trailer itself, I'm trying to act like the weatherman. Like I can... So the trailer itself was a $750 kit from Lowe's Home Improvement. Okay. Wow. So I got it and uh, Jim Finley and myself, my buddy mm -hmm. Jim, uh, we installed it. Took us about six hours to configure and put together. I bought some custom fenders. And uh, these these fenders here, I, I just bought these custom fenders because I wanted it to look somewhat like Jeep fenders. Yeah. Uh, and then I bought these racks here. There's uh, two sets of racks. Um, and that was to put Sandy's kayak on top and my kayak on bottom. And I'm eventually going to get a hoist. So if, oh. I go fish, if I go fishing, Sandy's kayak will be up on a hoist. And if yeah. Sandy goes with me, I'll lower the hoist and put the kayak right down. And then I got the uh, toolbox, the Craftsman toolbox. It has nine cubic feet of storage. It holds uh, one, 
two of our milk crates and then our um, pedal yeah. drives and our rudders. It holds everything Sandy and I need and our life jackets, everything. So I'll always have everything ready to go. It's lockable. There's two locks, one here, one there. And so when I get to the launch, boom, I'm, it's, I pull up my Jeep right here, yeah. hook up right there to the, to the, uh, you know, trailer hook up and go. So that is a sweet setup, Joey. I, I'm, I'm jealous a little bit. I mean, I throw mine on the back of the truck, but that is a, that is a, and that is awesome. Well, the only reason I did it was because, um, to just to make things super easy. I mean, because so many times I take so much time to take everything, put it into the Jeep. Did I forget this? Did I forget that? And so now everything is self-contained in this trailer. And if I did not fish as much as I did, I would not have done this. No, absolutely. Yeah. But because I fish so much and I don't have a pickup truck, yeah, um, I went ahead and did this. So, yeah. you know, I, I wanted to touch on something that uh, going back to my trip this morning. Yeah, I want to tell people if you're going to go out to the marsh and you go in the back and you're looking for reds and you see them moving around, just stop. Don't move. Don't do nothing. Don't paddle up to them. Just stop. Rest. Just take a look and see what they're doing, and then approach with super stealth. Uh, this this is. This is something I tell everyone because I've been out with people on kayaks and they're just like, boom, going right to that fish, gone. Take your time, slow down, observe what's going on. They're not going anywhere in a big rush. They can go from here to 20 feet, 30 feet. You're still going to have them in view. Go super slow, get up to a comfortable spot. Well, as a fly fisherman, I mean, I can cast up to 80, 90 feet depending on what I'm using, but... For a conventional fisherman, you guys can launch that bait out uh, in a good distance. But still, make sure you're approaching with extreme caution and just take your time. There's plenty of fish back there. Mm-hmm. And I won't get them all. <laughs> well, bro, you're back. I'm back. And I got the line cutters, hybrid scissors. I must own like five or six of these things. And I never travel without them. Check it out. Line cutters, hybrid scissors, the best. You know, I'm going to go to line cutters uh, sometime soon because there's amazing things that you can get for very cheap uh, for stocking stuffers. And like, hey, several of my children love to fish. So I'm going to, they, some of them love to fish. Some of them love to golf. So I'm going to get a handful of things on the fishing side. There you go. uh, From line cutters. And those will make uh, great stocking stuffers. I'm bringing you a stocking. Stuff it. <laughs> Bro, I'm Thank glad you, you're Joey. back. Yeah. Oh, I'm man, I appreciate it. So glad it, you're man. back. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Let's do okay. it. Okay. Well, that's it. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Until next time, tight lines. Okay. Tight lines, dude.